Thanks for listening to the Gray Ave Podcast. We meet inspiring people from around the world and learn from them. From entrepreneurship, health, travel, lifestyle, and more. We are also on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. Rate and write us a review. You can also download each episode on www.grayjabesi.com. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, guys? My name is Gray, and this is another episode of the Gray App Podcast. And this is the podcast about growth and personal development, if you're new, just to say. Um, so what I do is I try to find people that are doing interesting and great things out there and try to talk to them in that way. I can learn from them for myself and hopefully grow and improve my personal life. That goes to you as well. So if you're into uh, self-growth and you know, self-improvement, you're constantly changing your life and trying to improve in whatever you're doing, then this is the right podcast for you. So welcome if this is your first episode. And today our guest is Bradley Stewell, who is a digital artist from South Africa. But by the time we're recording this, he was and he still is in Australia uh, working for Animalogic. He has worked on such films as recently on Lego Batman. He also worked on Mad Max, uh, Fury Road. He has worked on Legend of, of the Guardians, on Black Sails, the series. He has also worked on Oblivion, uh, Homage, and a few other films. So he's really a big deal in that area. Uh, so how I got to know him, uh, I, was, I started a company in 2015 with, with a friend of mine. Uh, we were doing 3D uh, for film companies, kind of like um, the post-production side of things. For those of you who are not familiar with these things, it's like uh, it's the work that's done when uh, the film or the commercial or the music video is shot. The work that comes after that, that's done on the computer and stuff to make it work and look great and do whatever uh, the directors want. Uh, my company my, uh, was doing that. so. Um, because I was a little inexperienced in that area, uh, I, got up, I got into it in a very interesting way. So things weren't going right uh, because of a few things, which I'll get into it on, in, in a different episode. Uh, just my experience uh, doing that business and what I did right and what I did wrong. But um, a few things were wrong, obviously. And then uh, I reached out to a friend of mine uh, who actually said, look, uh, there's a guy that uh, he's familiar with. He's a South African guy, but he's not based here. But then Bradley was in South Africa. So this guy referred and I found his email address and just emailed him to ask a few questions and how I can make things better. Uh, he never replied. I can uh, actually understand why, because it was just like I was spilling out of my head, uh, furious and scared and a little bit stressed. But then finally now I got... Uh, I could talk to him on the podcast and you guys could listen to our conversation. So we talked about a whole lot of things and how he got started, how he found himself working overseas on bigger feature films and what he thinks about the industry now. And what's interesting about this uh, to me is that to a, for a guy on his level, he continues to learn and improve into in many different areas, which kind of uh, um, it's worth not taking for me to, to say like, or if a guy like him is 
keeps on working hard and improving how about me how about you guys and how about everyone else so it's just a very great uh and, and great and interesting conversation and we went on about the education and what he thinks about the industry or in uh, his views on the south african animation industry as well which is pretty interesting so i'll leave it to that i hope you enjoy it as much as i did and you learn from it and i uh, remember to subscribe to the gray f podcast if you haven't already and i will say this all the time please if you're listening write me a review on itunes i really appreciate it and leave me a five star there it really helps a lot for the podcast to grow and just one more thing worth pointing out is that in the beginning in the first like four to five minutes of the podcast you might hear some water noise in the background uh, which will go off after a few minutes it was my fish tank which i forgot to switch off when i was recording this on my end so i totally apologize for it but it's just for a few minutes and after that it all goes smoothly so with that i will leave you to it enjoy my podcast conversation with bradley stillwell stay unicorning uh let's just start with uh explaining who you are exactly i know some some of the people listening already know exactly who you are especially those who are familiar with the vfx industry but for people who have no idea how do you uh describe yourself at a dinner party <laughs> um, well, not that I go to too many dinner parties, but uh, <laughs> uh, I guess I'd, I'd say I'm a, dig- a digital artist. I work on primarily animated features, animated uh, 3D animated projects. Um, I've done a little, a little live action visual effects, um, but but heavily weighted in animation. Um, and I'm, I specialize in the back end of the pipeline, really, the lighting, uh, rendering, compositing, the finishing of the shots. Um, yeah. Right. And you're South African, right? I am originally from Johannesburg, born in uh, Springs, which is uh, deep south, <laughs> south of Joburg, um, and then moved to Cape Town about 20 years, going on 20 years yeah, ago. Right, um, you know, I em- well last year me and my, a friend of mine started a small visual effects company. Yeah, and we were struggling a little bit with management and all these kind of things. So I was looking out for somebody to help, and one of my friends uh, gave me y- your name, and then I just googled and kind of emailed you. I don't know if you got the email, but it was pretty much. Probably why you didn't reply it was like all over the place, crazy. I was, <laughs> I was lamping on it. I was pretty furious and confused with a lot of. Oh really? Yeah. Well, um, well, so that's when I looked you up and and knew that you were a big shot in in the animation side here. How how did you get started? Um, how did I get started? Uh, well, I started out as an editor uh, many years ago, back in the tape based days. Um, I started out as a, as a, at a small company called Shaw Pictures um, as an offline editor, then an online editor, three machine SP editor. Um, and then I set up a, a small um, 3D workstation there at Shaw Pictures. That was my first foray into 3D. And we were using um, uh, separate modeling and animation software. The, the modeler was called Form Z, and the animation system was called Electric Image on a, on a, on a, a Mac, a Power PC. And uh, and the work I did there got me the job at um, at Video Lab, and that's really where Video Lab Johannesburg in Blegauri, 
and that's really where I started getting into post and 3D. Right. So how was it like, that's like years ago, um, I guess how did you have like any idea where you try getting to, to get into the, the film industry or like animation specifically? Um, yeah, you know, um, f- film has always been my, like, my ideal, you know, my dream. Everybody wants to be the next Spielberg. And I, I remember um, yeah, when I was in, coming out of college, that's exactly what I wanted to do. Um, but back then it was a, a bit of a challenge. There wasn't much, um, it was very little feature feature production happening. Um, next, There was no animation feature happening. Um, animation is relatively uh, quite a new industry. Um, but, uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I didn't, um, uh, it was very difficult back then. And um, so, you know, you had to do what you, what you had to do. I went into post-production, uh, became an editor, and um, I've always just been in the post-production side of things. And, 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 and uh, really, and um, that was really my, my, my way into the feature world. Now it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's still hard, but it's a lot easier to get into feature, to do features, to work on features. Um, uh, it's still it's still harder in South Africa. Um, I think one has to travel abroad to work on high, high budget uh, features, especially animated features. Um, but uh, yeah, it all, all kind of grew out of that um, out of that struggle just to find my feet in the industry in general and make a living. Right. Um, oh, where did you study animation or post production itself? Where did I where did I study it or start? Yeah, I studied. Yeah, where did you study? Well, I never studied animation. I, I studied television production at a, at a small college called Television Learning Academy, that closed many years ago. Um, but everything I learned about animation, I learned on the job. And also, there's a there's a I'm, I'm a strong fan of um, self education. Um, just reading DVDs online. I mean, you have we have access to all the knowledge in the world online now. So I mean, it's just and it's an ongoing thing. You know, you, you, it, it doesn't stop. I, in fact, last night I was I was learning new software, and I, I'm always got some um, homegrown project or shot on the go that I'm, I'm kind of uh, testing things out on. And um, yeah, it, it, it's 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 50% of the job is just um, keeping up out. and staying in touch with technology. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's impressive. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's really impressive. Um, so, in uh, in your editing days, yeah, what was the the target? Uh, if you say you're working, you jumped from editing into doing three D. What exactly were you doing back then? Were, was it commercials? Yeah, pr- um, uh, a little bit of everything really. There there were music videos. There was um, also. Uh, broadcast back in back in those days, um, short pictures was a contributor to SABC. So we did, like we would um, package stuff for top billing. They had a they had a live um, competition where we would edit the, the program half an hour before broadcast, and and we'd have to run that over uh, by hand and deliver it like ten minutes before broadcast. So we were doing broadcast stuff, um, inserts for magazine programs, uh, a lot of commercials, um, not not big budget commercials. Um, but quite a bit of stuff, you know, there's doc, uh, corporates, a lot of corporate stuff, um, AVs. It really was a, a, a generalist kind of uh, vocation. 
And I guess you have kept the whole gen- uh, generalist attitude with you all, all these years. Eh? That's why you pretty much like do animation and um, all these other things. Because I, I mean, for the people listening, um, animation has a lot of different things involved with it just to make one thing or one movie. It's like different roles. Uh, could you just break down exactly what happens when making an, an animation film, for example? Yeah, so, um, I mean, it's an, an extremely collaborative uh, art form. And, and uh, I mean, there's hundreds of people involved. So it's very complex. But basically, um, what would happen is you'd, you'd, you've got to, first of all, start with a script, a story. Um, and then that would get uh, laid out uh, in, in, in hand-drawn frames, which is basically the storyboard. Um, each each sequence, each shot needs to be um, sketched out in a frame by hand. That's then those frames are then laid on a timeline in in some form of editing software, um, and they are cut together as still frames um, in a cut, um, just to kind of start roughing out uh, shot length and um, timing and sequence, um, and that's basically the first lay down of the whole movie. Um, from there, you'd, you'd start fleshing out um, some some concepts, uh, designs, concept characters, all in two D. Um, a lot of Photoshop work and you know concept artists and um, very creative part of the process. This is really where the whole look and the um, the whole movie is designed, really. Um, and that'll be the art department's responsibility under the direction of the art director. Um, and uh, from there with the animatic, um, the edit of the movie, and the art department's work, you'll start going into production, and that is basically asset creation, um, which involves modeling, characters, assets, props, environments. Um, Then there's texturing, um, painting textures for each and every object um, in a CG environment, shading and surfacing. um, That's basically how those textures together with um, the light and um, the, the, the the rendering, how they um, how the surface reacts to light. Uh, from there, it'll be rigging. Your characters need to get rigged um, with skeletons and animation controls for the animators to control them. And that'll get, those characters then get handed to animation animators for the animation. Um, and that's 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 a huge. I mean, that's a whole industry on its own. Um, they get animated. Um, then there's things like effects, uh, fire, um, smoke, uh, snow. There's character effects, fur, hair, cloth. Um, and, um, and from there, you'll start looking at rendering um, and, and, and lighting, um, which is really where I sit. Uh, and that's, that's really the heavy lifting. That's where you need render farms. You need a lot of processing power. Um, so everything comes together in lighting. All, all, all the different departments' output kind of comes together in, in the hub of lighting. Um, and from there, you'll start rendering out layers, um, passes, uh, very often dozens, sometimes hundreds of layers. And that all comes together in comp. Um, and if you know Photoshop, it's, it's basically the, the fundamentals of Photoshop, um, put simply. Uh, and and then that all those layers, um, those dozens or hundreds of layers, get assembled together in comp. And comp is really the, the, the final crafting of the shot, where you'll iteratively 
um, assemble a shot and send it back and forth sometimes, many, many times back to the theatre. You'll be, I mean, part of most of our day is spent in dailies. So we'll um, basically work on a shot, send it through to dailies. Uh, you'll go through with your team, sit in the theatre with the art director, look at your shot on the big screen on in a digital theatre. They'll give notes, off you go, you'll go back, you'll change it, and this will go on for days on a, sh on a single shot. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's really my focus. That that that, that section from there, it go, the, the, sh the whole movie gets uh, assembled and rendered, and then it gets handed over to DI, which is really the final grading um, and and mastering of, of of the final movie. And from there, it's delivered to um, the distributor or the financier or the investor. Right, that's a very good breakdown with uh, uh, enough detail, I guess, that most people would understand. Oh, good. Now. Yeah. <laughs> good. Uh, so let's just take it back a little bit. Um, yeah. Then you started doing animation here. How did you get across now to go overseas? Because your career is more like, okay, you have done a few jobs here and then some of the projects you have been doing overseas as well. Um. So basically, are you asking how I got how I got to work overseas? How I got to work overseas? Yes. Um, well, yeah, it, it took a while. It, I think it doesn't happen overnight. I think uh, I often get mails from from young guys asking me this, and uh, you know, I just I just say to them, you've got to you've just got to keep knocking on the door. You've got to establish uh, um, an online presence, um, and I I had to apply for years before um, I got a job at Animal Logic. Um, a, a lot of it depends on referrals, um, so I would say it's definitely not. I'd say ninety-five percent of your of your opportunity or your work is going to come from referrals, and that'll be friends or colleagues that, that know you, that that perhaps um, know somebody who knows you, that can refer you, that can that can kind of put a word in for you. All about networking. It's all about relationships, um, and then once you get that first foot in the door, you just have to maintain that. You just have to do a good job. Um, keep your nose clean. Uh, don't you know? Get on well with everybody. Be professional. Um, but at, but at the end of the day, it's all about persistence and relationships. Right. So what? So what companies have you worked with so far overseas, and what uh, films or projects that you excited to talk about? Like what you've worked on over there. I've only worked at, at Animal Logic in. Oh well, now I've worked at Animal Logic in Australia. Twice I was here in 2009, 2010 for uh, uh, an, an animated movie called uh, Legend of the Guardians, and then I worked in Bristol in the UK for Ardman on a on a stop motion CG feature called Pirates Band of Misfits um, that was Oscar nominated, and then for. Um, I've just worked on Lego Batman and a, and, a, and a smattering of work on Lego Ninjago. And, and now I'm in Adelaide, which is another city in Australia, at another company, a smaller company called Koja. Right. And back in South Africa, what kind of projects have you been working on? Uh, again, it was it was varied there. Um, I find it's, you know, there's not much feature work going on, so you, you do a range of stuff. I worked at a, a. I've got a great relationship with a company called Sunrise in in Cape Town. I worked on their flagship TV series called Jungle Beat, which is doing very well. That's that's in I don't know something ridiculous like 180 countries, all over the world. Um, 
and I worked. Uh, I did some on. I did some onset supervision, which was a great experience. Very hard work. I worked on Black Sails season two for six and a half months. Um, on set, I was part of the VFX team, um, and that was a great experience. Great to to be on set, do some live action work, and and just be exposed to the rhythm of a of a of a um, functioning high end um, form crew. Right, and there were and there were and there were then there were various um, other freelance stints. Um, again, uh, you know, commercials, um, smaller jobs. Between as a freelancer, you you, you know you, you take what you can. Great. So right now in South Africa, I know so many animators now. Uh, the industry has changed. I think there's a little more demand than it w it were back in your days when you started. There's a, there's quite a few people doing it now, like learning. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think I think it's an exciting time for uh, for animation in in Cape Town. Um, I mean, they just had the Cape Town International Animation Festival, and from what I'm seeing, was a huge success, and uh, that's really great. I think it's I think it's a good time to yeah. I wish it I wish it was like that in our day, um, and I think it's uh, I hope they get more feature work in. In Cape Town, I think that's that's going to be key. I think um, I don't think the I don't think they've got a problem with the creativity or the or the, or the enthusiasm in um, in South Africa. I think it's the depth of the industry that that's going to be a challenge. Um, you know, when I compare it to Australia, there's there's a there's a level of expertise here that's a bit deeper, and I think the key to that is to hold on to your talent, and that is a challenge for South Africa. I think the talent leaves there for, for several reasons um, but the key to, to building an industry is going to be able to hold on to that talent and attract um, experience and expertise right uh, could you just elaborate more on that uh, on the depth of the in on the expertise in the industry do you mean most experts leave or there are not enough experts people that are very knowledgeable in this field at the moment no, I think I think there's I think there's a lot of a lot of a lot of people there. I think there's there's enormous potential. I know a lot of good artists there. Um, uh, so I don't think I don't think the enthusiasm, the creativity, the, the, and the, there's a creativity in Cape Town that is cutting edge. There's there's enormous creativity in Cape Town. I think more so than many other places in the rest of the world. Um, when I say depth, I mean um, experience. I think. You know, you've got you, when when I came to Animal Logic in 2009, it was my first animated feature, and I was 30. I was I think I was 36, and there were there were youngsters there. When I say youngsters, I mean guys a little bit younger than me that were working on their 10th and 11th feature. You know, wow. so so it's like it's like it's, it's it's like that. You know, we you've got to how are you going to attract those people? Because that's what you need for an animated feature. And I think Cape Town is is shifting its mindset. I think uh, amazing things are happening. But whereas we thought, okay, well, it's an achievement to just produce an animated feature. That's not good enough. We, we you've got to compete on an international stage. When people go to see your your movie, they're not going to cut you any slack. It's up there against Disney. They're not going to think, oh well, we'll be kinder to this movie because it was made in Cape Town. It, it doesn't work like that. So your movies have to be not only produced and completed, but they have to be really good. And to do that, you're going to need the best talent in the world. Um, and to attract the best talent in the world, sure, 
you need you need several things. You need um, security. You need um, an attractive location. You need a bigger industry, a stable industry, um, a well-paying industry, um, and that's the challenge I think for for South Africa. Oh yeah, I, I think that's really true. Um, to be honest, I think that Cape Town really has um, a very good number of good artists. But one of the things that you mentioned, uh, security isn't there. So most of the guys that are really, really good, they just keep uh, being freelancers just because um, I think there is not really stability with the companies that are producing feature films. So I don't know whether the projects aren't there or it's just the, the business side of it that isn't right. I don't know about that. I don't know what has been your experience in, Cap uh, in South Africa generally uh, being working in animation. Well, I think I think it's part. It's 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 it's, it's a much broader conversation. This is if, if you look at Vancouver, and, and this is who we're really competing with. I mean, we have to we're competing with Vancouver, with with with, with London, uh, with Singapore, with Australia. You know, if you if you look at those guys, there's huge um, incentives to produce animated features in those countries. I'm talking about um, rebate. It's not going to be a case of um, uh, you know, one or two companies just having a successful movie. I hope they do, um, but but you you know, there's a much bigger picture that has to happen. There's there's an industry that has to be built, um, and that's not going to just be built on one or two successful movies. Even if they are box office smash hits, um, you know, it's uh, you've got to have you've got to have many studios. You've got to have many projects happening. You've got to have dozens of, of animated features in some form of, of, of production um, so that and then there's a thriving industry that will grow with that you know uh, but it's, it's it's quite a a big step that still has to happen I, I think I mean I'm, I might be wrong but um, that's what I think has to happen because um, I hear a lot of stories from producers saying things like well all the the Hollywood companies or the studios are comfortable to come and shoot in South Africa or Cape Town, but they're not really comfortable with doing their post-production here. So I guess it's it's part of the problem that you just mentioned. Yeah, I mean you're totally right, and, and we, we see that a lot. I, I saw that as well, working on sets. And um, I think last year into 2016, there was something like 16 features and um, series being shot in. In South Africa, which which is an, an, a lot, so it's it's an enormous amount. Um, but then you know, there's very little uh, post production, and I'm talking about the high end stuff, the post production or the animation happening in South Africa. So you're absolutely right that that that's what's happening. Um, the exchange rate is very favourable for producers to shoot. The crews are world class. The locations are second to none. Um, and you know, there's it's 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 really a, an exciting place to shoot. Um, but only when you go overseas and you work in a studio on these movies in post-production or you do the, you work with a visual effects team in, in, in America or if you go to Australia and you work on an animated feature, will you see what is necessary to complete these pictures at um, the level the producers want to finish them. Um, and, and, and once you've experienced that, you kind of you have an aha moment. You're kind of like, oh, okay, I get it. This is why they're not bringing their work to South Africa. And you kind of realize, um, so it, 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 a lot still has to happen. And, and um, but I am optimistic. I think I think Captain 
has uh, has everything. It's quite frustrating for me, to be honest, because I come here and I see I see that we South Africa could it's got everything. It really could be flying, and it's so frustrating when it's, when when artists when our best artists are leaving the country because um, you know either they're not being paid well or there's not enough work or the work's just not not simply good enough or, or there's better work overseas. That's very frustrating. Right. So for for someone like you who is totally self-taught, um, how do you see then the uh, how is the education industry doing here as far as training animators? Um, well, I, don't, I think I don't know. I don't have my finger on all the education um, facilities there, but I think they're doing a pretty good job every year. You know, I get I get a, a mail from the animation school or a couple of other, other guys saying. You know, this is our, our graduation evening. Do you want to come watch showreels? Um, and from what I can see, the work looks really good. I think the animation, the education facility. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of guys coming onto the market every year, so you know, there, there's talent coming. Um, but as I mentioned before, it's 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 keeping that talent so that that so that talent can grow, and we can achieve that depth. You know, that 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 deep pool of talent that we that we need when we if we're going to build an industry. Right. Um, I personally think that they're doing a good job, but uh, they, it's extremely expensive right now for most people. And sometimes um, it, it, I think it works for others, obviously, and for other people it just doesn't. Um, instead, in, in terms of there are a number of good people coming out of it and then they go to big studios like the, uh, the, the, like the what would be the biggest example here would be like Black Ginger or something. Um, mm. But then all the other people in between, like some of them even come out without knowing enough, you know, after spending four years in, uh, of training and then a, a lot of money. I think it doesn't quite pay off very well for the amount of money that they charge to actually do it. Yeah, I think, um, you know, the great thing about this industry is that anybody can really do it. Anybody who's passionate and, 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 and eager and, and, and happy to work hard, put some hard work in can do it. Um, you actually don't need to go and spend all that money. You know, you can, um, if you have an internet connection or if you have a computer or if you can get one or, you know, the studios, many studios are very keen to take in interns or even just to let you spend time at their studio. They might not pay you. But if you um, want to learn animation, um, it, it's actually quite easy to, to get in front of a computer with an internet connection. If you do that, then anybody can really do it. Um, at the end of the day, it's all about passion. Are you passionate about it? Is this what you want to do? Are you hungry enough to put in the hours? Um, then I would say that you can be one of the best in the world without any education. That's what I think. Right. So that's one of the questions that people always ask, um, like, well, whether they're in college already or they're considering going to college or they're in one industry, they're editors and they want to move a little bit into animation because they find it more interesting. It's always like, oh, uh, now I want to study animation, but what, what school do I go? Or actually, if I want to do it by myself, how do I go about approaching it? For you, what would you answer that question? Like, how would be the clever way of approaching it so that you don't fail off if you want to do it on your own? Um, 
Well, there's always a risk of of, of failure. No? Nothing. Um, it's, it's not, I'm not going to say it's easy. Um, you know, it's not. Don't go into animation because you think you're going to have an easier ride. Um, I think you need to ask yourself: Is this what you really want to do? Are you passionate about animation? First of all, do you enjoy animation? Do you enjoy watching animated movies? Do you enjoy um, the creative process? Do you enjoy painting a picture or using Photoshop or matte paintings or photography? You know, is this really what you want to do? And if if it is, then um, then uh, then I think it's just a matter of hard work. You know, I think I think if you if you if you're starting out. Um, Straight out of school or straight out of um, out of college, it's you probably got time on your side. So you know, hit it hard, use your young energy, and and just really, really just produce um, animation. If you're coming from another another industry, like if you're an editor um, already and you want to get into animation uh, or trying to broaden your broaden your your skill set, then um, then maybe seek out a, a studio or talk to animators, do a bit of homework. Um, and find out exactly what part of the animation more inclined to do, or better at, or, or want to do. You know, are you an animator? Do you want to do you want to actually animate? Do you want to model? Do you want to um, composite? Do you want to maybe move into production? Are you more of a producer type? Um, I know there's a there's a big demand for, for for production in South Africa. There's actually not enough people interested in production. Um, that's that's probably more of a um, project management role so are you that kind of person you know um, but but maybe if, if, if you can um, sit down or go and chat to animators do a bit of research um, and then and then once you've answered those two questions do you want to do this and be which part of it do you want to do um, and then then you just need to hit it hard eh? right so for you then uh your process of self-learning do you like set up a, cur a curriculum of like oh this is what i'm going to learn this month or this time period or by the end of this period i have to learn so much or how does it work <laughs> i wish i was that disciplined <laughs> no um <laughs> you know it's, it's 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 not that straightforward i think first of all i've, I've got a job um and second of all i've got a family um i've got a, a three-year-old and i've got another baby coming so Time is, is very valuable, but it's also very scarce. Um, so my self-learning will 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 um, either be on the job. I might I might try and work it into my job. So you know, if there's if there's a project I'm working on, I try and bring um, everything I'm passionate about or interested in to 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 that project. You know, so if there's an opportunity to use what what I have on my mind in the current project, I'll propose it or I'll try it or you know, I might do that. In my own time, um, yeah, I, I try and if I have a little bit of time, it'll either be a, um, a shot that I'm working on. I like to um, use photography or, or, or maybe a short video clip um, that I just want to test something out on. Or it'll just be a matter of working through a YouTube video on, on, a, particular t on a particular technique. Maybe there's something I've read about or thought about or um, I want to just follow up on and um, and then you just try that maybe it's a matter of half an hour other, other projects um, there's actually a shot <laughs> it's becoming a bit of a joke there's a shot I shot in 2014 that I haven't finished yet um, uh, so <laughs> sounds familiar <laughs> you know, we, yeah, those stories sound familiar <laughs> <laughs> you know life is life. first of all I had a um, 
I, I had a, uh, started out on one, on, 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 on a particular software system. Then my license, I had license issues, so I don't have access to that software. Then I moved countries, so I left my computer behind. I've just got a new computer, so I'm kind of digging out all the drives and um, trying to learn new system that I can run this on. And, um, but it, it, you know, it's it's just that's why I say if you've got passion, you'll be able to pull through these things. You know, without passion, you won't you won't finish those things. Um, I think this is a could be a really great shot. So <laughs> maybe one day it'll it'll see the light of day. Right. You know, the the, the reason I ask that it's like I'm self-taught as well and people ask me that question all the time if they want to learn animation whether like it's after effects compositing or something like that so i also don't have like a strategy of like a curriculum that i follow just like usually i'm working on something that i'm not too sure how to do it so it's incremental as i do it it just kind of get better mm-hmm. better with time it's like okay this is what i have to do and um research while i'm doing it and i'm learning the new uh, the new stuff mm. Right. Yeah, that's great. So, in your uh, you mentioned about um, about software. So, if somebody is learning on their own and uh, people still ask about, oh, what software do I use? But then I have to buy all these kind of programs to actually get started because just to do this thing, you need this kind of plugin. You need to spend money on that, and you need this software, and you need that, and you need that. Uh, so many mm-hmm. things, and then how? How would you recommend that somebody go about that? Because that's actually a, a reasonable factor um, in terms of cost of um, software. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a good point because um, uh, the cost of software is is a prohibitive factor. Um, uh, so yeah, you you know you can't just say oh you just use open source software because you can't. There's a, there's a lot of good software, um, uh, foundational software, key key software that you'll need that you have to pay for. Um, but you've got to be smart about it. I, I'm, I've made the mistake more than once about on, on, of spending money on software that was wasted. Really, I wasted money, and um, um, so sometimes I think, you know, as creatives and as 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 fans of technology, we we kind of like are wowed a bit by um, cutting edge software, and we kind of can get you know taken for a bit of a ride. I know I can. Um, and I'll, I've got to have that software, or you know, it's a bit of a bit of a toy. Yeah. But um, I would say, I would say, try and resist that because it's not about the software. It's about it's about what what you put out. At the end of the day, nobody watches a shot or watches an Avengers movie, and 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 one worries more about what software they use than did they enjoy the movie or or was it put together well? You know. So I would say just um just you know try and you, you're going to need things like Photoshop. Like that's a foundational um, piece of software. Right. Uh, so maybe maybe spend like a little bit of money on maybe a um, uh, Adobe Creative Cloud subscription. Don't get the, like the, the big package. Maybe just get something with maybe Photoshop and After Effects, something small like that. Or um, there's and there is great open source software. I mean, there's, there's there's Blender, which is amazing. And in fact, I would say use that. Blender is is fantastic. You don't you can you can become a good artist um, just with that software, and learn all the fundamentals, and then um, and then you know the studios pay for the software. The studios must pay for the software. Um, if you're buying software software, then you're basically financing the production of, of a movie, and um, you shouldn't you shouldn't be doing that. So I would say let let the financiers and the investors pay for the movie, and that is the software. 
So yeah, I mean, and if, if you know if you can't afford a, a Adobe subscription, then then talk to somebody. The, the, the amazing thing about this um, industry is that it is quite close and collaborative, and and people will help. There, there, there is, it's 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 a great community. Um, there will be someone that will help you. They might not give you a computer or might not give you the software, but they may give you access. Okay, come every evening or come every day or spend some time here or. Or I don't know, you know, it's just just a matter of networking, and yeah, don't don't go wasting your money on on expensive software. Right, and then if you wanna travel while being uh, working in visual effects or animation, uh, what would you what what would be your advice on people like that that just don't wanna be in the same place? They have the talent, but they just don't know how they can find opportunities overseas. Uh, I mean, they could be in Cape Town, they could be in Australia, they could be in the UK or stuff like that. What What do you think is the uh, the right parameter or amount of skill to get you to that level where you can actually travel and work, work as you go? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a million dollar question. How, how good do you have? got to be like pretty pretty sharp. you got to be, you, you got to show... I mean, people overseas are spending a lot of money. They've got, they've got the budgets to get the best talent. So they're not going to waste that money on people on people they don't think are the best. So you've got to be really good. You've got to put in the hours, and you've got to know your kit, your software. So, you know, if you if if you're just starting out, then you're going to have to put in a lot of time, um, and 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 really just produce, 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 and. You've got to be putting out shots, and don't worry about how bad they are. They'll they'll get better, you know. But just just put out a lot of stuff. Just keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry about the software or or, or the machine or the. It's all about your showreel, you know. So just just do your do it. It's it's put out as much stuff as you can. Um, if you're shooting stop motion, shoot as much as you can. If you're shooting live actions for visual visual effects, you should be out there shooting every week. Um, if you're animating a short should be doing it every night um, you know that, that you can't do that without passion and passion translates into success and that's that's what the producers will pick up on and then what you have to do on top of that is you've got to you've got to network so it'll, it, it can, it'll take years but you've got to start knocking on those doors um, and start early I think youngsters are always a, are a bit hesitant um, because we, we don't think we're good enough to, to, to start um, putting ourselves out there um, but but you might not be good enough now, but you will be in a couple of years. Don't start then. Start now, so that when you're good enough, you can, you know, you can, you're already on their radar. Um, and the recruiters, the recruiters overseas are very, are very switched on. They are all on LinkedIn. Get yourself a LinkedIn account. Look up the recruiters or the HR departments of um, of all the studios you're interested in, or, or all the studios. Period. And hook up with them. Connect with them. And um, don't hassle them. Don't don't be a nag. But just like um, follow them, keep your finger on the pulse. Um, uh, start putting stuff online. Maybe your own website, um, uh, Behance or or anything really. And just kind of you know this thing that all this content kind of will trickle through. Um, and if you if you are involved online, it, it'll show up. You know your passion will get mixed into that, and um, they will pick up on that. Right. How does your conversation with a recruiter um, sounds like, or whether that's a that's an email or whether it's a phone call or whatever it is? 
how does your first impression sound like to when you're introducing yourself or you're trying to apply for the job? Uh, um, sounds a bit like this this call. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, then that would be easier because this sounds more fun than <laughs> a job interview. Well, it's like any interview. Um, you know, you, you you're trying to you're trying to get something from somebody. Um, so you. Uh, but what? Well, what happens is somebody will put you forward or they'll pick up on something you'll get an email they'll say can we set up a, a conference call they'll definitely want to talk to you um, probably with video they want to see you um, and then what will happen is you will be on a Skype call so you know make sure you've got your 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 hair done and you're not uh, sitting in your underpants in front of it <laughs> that's most, of a most animators do eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, look presentable, and then um, and then just just try and relax. I know it's 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 tricky for um, for people that sit in front of a computer, but try and relax and, and let your passion for your for your for your craft show through. Because you know they'll ask you questions. They um, they they basically just a they just verifying you. They kind of um, uh, making sure you're not a, 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 a prisoner in prison, finding them from from some horrible place um, but they're also looking they're just trying to see are you amicable are you going to get on are you going to you know you're in, you're, in a, you're in a studio with a whole lot of other people are you going to be um, likable are you you're not going to be disruptive you know that's basically what they're looking for at this point if they're calling you they're probably pretty certain you can do the job um, and you've got the skills they're not going to phone you if they don't think you you're there yet so if they're calling you, then you you know you've got a good chance. Um, so just try and um, be confident, relaxed, and likable. Right. So before we close, I'm just gonna ask uh, one of the things that I actually wanted to ask you is, in Cape Town, if you're an intermediate artist, for example, um, well, mm -hmm. most artists spend their time learning to be good. You know, it's just one of those things where, as you say, like you you never feel like you're good enough. So it's like you keep on trying, you improve with time. And then mm -hmm. it comes to a point where you spend most of your time sharpening your skills. And then you, you don't have other important skills like negotiating uh, with, your with your employers, like salaries or rates and stuff like that. How do you approach something like that? Like how, as an artist, how should an artist lead their, their career? or be in control so that they also like can sort of control how much they earn or how much they get paid and that they get paid really well because i think that's like a very big problem here yeah you know the business side of it is a is a challenge because um as creators we tend to neglect that and if we do wake up to it we wake up to it very late in life as i did um but it is something i think perhaps that the educators should be looking at you know, they teach us how to animate, but they should also be teaching us maybe a bit of the business side, how to how to actually look after ourselves and survive in the business environment. Um, but you know, it's, it's again, if you're self-taught, it's going to be up to you, and it's not easy. But I think maybe more emphasis should be put on this: that you're going to have to maybe take a business course, maybe um, do a couple of videos on invoicing or business management or uh, uh, simple stuff you know just like what, what are your tax responsibilities you know are you, uh, you keep keep keeping your, your your books in order so that come year end you 
you know you're not you don't you're not out of money that needs to go to the tax man. Um, that, that's a that's a challenge for for a, an independent creative. Um, it can really it can really break you because you know you've spent the whole year surviving and now the tax man wants a cut. Um, so this is something that that really at the moment in South Africa is up to is up to well it, I mean it's across the world really it's not just in South Africa. It's it's really is the artist's responsibility. Um, like any individual's responsibility, um, but yeah, I would definitely say it's something that needs to be emphasised more. Um, maybe look at, um, you know, when you take on a project, what are your terms? Are you are you specifying terms? Is there a contract? You know, these are these are important things. I'm not saying every job needs to have a contract, but very often I've well, not very often, but several times I've I've done a job where things get a bit messy well into or after the job because things weren't specified up front and a contract can clear that up. So, you know, make sure you've got a term sheet um, and that the client or your employer or your whatever is um, is clear about what about what you um, expect and, um, and, and what the conditions are. And then at the end of it, you know, you've got to be confident, you've got to value yourself. In terms of money, um, don't work for free. Um, you know, it's it's a very easy trap to fall into, but do not work for free. No matter who's asking you, um, value yourself because that will set your career um, for a long time. That the trajectory of your career. You know, if you start working for free, you get you'll get labeled as that guy, and um, and it has a counterproductive effect. Whereas if you value yourself and you prepare to say, yes, I will work for X, or no, I will not work for less than X. Then you you you'll see in the long term you'll be better off, um, and um, you know just uh, you, you, it's definitely something I can't I can't explain it all in one in one sitting, but it's definitely something that needs to be worked into your um, research and um, your your growth uh, work that you do in terms of yourself as an artist and also possibly yourself as a business. Right, and the the latter words doesn't sound pleasing to a lot of artists. They don't like to think of themselves as a business, which is you know part of the of the challenge. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I I didn't either. I was I was I was I was that that um, classic creative. You know, you just you, you don't worry about it, um, and I neglected for years. But the interesting thing is 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 actually it'll ma it'll make you a better creative. Um, I wish I had um, had spent more time. Looking at that part of my business and 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 and, and managing it because it'll, it'll actually make you more effective. Um, you'll see your creativity will increase, your productivity will increase, your efficiency will increase, and and because you know, it all comes down to confidence, and everything is built on confidence. Everything. Um, so you've you've got to, um, and I'm talking about also personal confidence. Maybe you know I'm enjoying some audiobooks at the moment, and there's a lot of cool audiobooks. Um, just about self-development and self-growth, and um, you know, it's all built on that. So you can teach yourself confidence, you can teach yourself value, you can teach yourself respect, um, and I'm not. Yeah, I'm talking about self-respect. So, so that uh, you know, other people they will follow on from that. You know, um, it, and it's and it's a matter of that. You are your, you are your best and most valuable asset. So invest in yourself. It's like learning new software. You are a lot more valuable than your computer or your software. Or, um, so I would say, above all else, invest in yourself. That's a very good point. Yeah, because I mean, as most of us, we spend so much time on just like improving our skill sets. 
um, in 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 the world of animation, but like we barely spend time on just self improvement, learning ourselves, and becoming more confident, or all these things that are really comes handy uh, as you go. Early. Um So, what what are some books that you could share that miss, some people would like to check out? Oh, you're putting me on the spot now. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what what books? Uh, I'm I'm re I'm listening to an audiobook at the book at the moment called uh, How to Pitch Anything. <laughs> uh, right, <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> Um, and it's uh, I, I, I think it's amazing. Um, it's, it's it's a business book, um, and it's 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 got nothing to do with uh, uh, animation or actually it's got everything to do with it because it's a business. But um, but really amazing book, and and uh, so I would suggest getting that. And 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 because at the end of the day, you know, especially if you go into any kind of supervision or lead role, or if you become a director or producer. You are going to be most of your job is going to be leading people, and to to lead people, you've got to get them to follow you, and that means getting them to buy into your way, your direction, your project, um, and and then then that that in itself is a is a skill that people pay a lot of money for. Um, so if you can, um, you know, you're going to have to pitch your story or your big idea. You're going to have to pitch your your next animated blockbuster. Um, and uh, a lot of the success of the whole project will depend on how you pitch it. Um, right. And what we've been speaking, what, what I've been speaking about um, in terms of value and esteem and self-respect, it's all related to that. So um, you know, check out that book. I would, I would highly recommend it. Right, and that's I, that's definitely not pressing. I mean, b b being a supervisor, for example, it's not pressing render, or <laughs> it's not a, something. <laughs> that, <laughs> It's not well, you know, you you think not those those supervisors know more than anybody. They've been they've they've been through the ranks. I mean, my leads and my supervisors at Animal Logic are remarkable. They 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 just are amazing. You know, you you just you can ask them anything, and it's like, geez, how many how long have you been doing this job? It's like they know everything. <laughs> right, uh, and for the listeners out there, uh, on the website I have a link to free audiobooks. So if you sign up with um, Audible, you can listen to an audiobook for free, which you can start with How to Pitch Everything. Is it How to Pitch Anything, right? It's How to Pitch Anything by a guy called, I think his name is Oren Nayer, I think. But yeah, How to Pitch Anything, and I'm, I'm listening to it on Audible okay, on, yeah. uh, on my phone. Yeah. Great, yeah. So I have a link to Audible. If they use my link, they can listen to that audiobook for free, apparently. So No, well, the, 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 I think if you're a newcomer, you can get one book. One book for free a month or something like that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, lastly, do you wanna share about your experience on Lego Batman? Because, like, the first Lego movie is still mm. one of my favorite movies ever, animated movies. And then I liked, <laughs> I liked Batman the character. So I was just like, oh man, if there could ever be a movie just about <laughs> himself. And then when I saw yeah. when I saw the trailer that was coming out, I was like, wow, man, this is really good. <laughs> How was, yeah. how was it like? Uh, you know, it was a great experience. I, I mean, I've I've had two trips to Animal Logic, and it's it's a great company. I mean, the, well, the first trip was seven years ago, and um, and so much has changed, but so much is the same. Um, they're a consistent company. They're tw twenty five years old uh, last year or this year, last year. Um, so you know, it's it's and a lot of this, a lot of this, and this is what I'm talking about. The, a lot of the same people are there. 
And this is what I'm talking about depth, depth in the industry. You've right. got to hold on to that talent. You know, there's guys there that have been there 20 years. There's guys that, guys that have been there since the beginning. They started the company with uh, Zara and Albanian. Um, 25 years they've been at that company. And um, yeah, I mean, amazing experience. They, uh, great company. And I was very fortunate. I only, I only got the middle of last year. Um, and uh, I worked on Lego Ninjago. Then everybody was, was swung over to Batman to get it out in time. So I got a, a credit on, on Lego Batman. Um, and then I went back to Lego Ninjago just before I left Animal. So I didn't do that much work, to be honest. I, I worked on a couple of shots. There were guys on Batman that had been working and comping on, on Batman for more than a year when I arrived there. So I was just very fortunate to get two credits in, in the seven months that I was there. Um, but if I compare the, my first trip um, to my second trip, you can see how I can see how how, if, how, much, how much more efficient they become. I think on Legend of the Guardians, um, and granted I was I was less experienced, but I worked on a little under, I think between 20 and 30 shots in a 14 month period. Wow. And now on Batman, I was there for seven months, worked on two movies, and I worked on more than twice as many shots. Um, so, you know, that's a testament to their efficiencies, their, their processes. That's an incredibly um, efficient pipeline, I find. Um, I think at one point um, when, we were, when we were in full swing, we were, putting up, we were putting out in a week up to a little under 150 shots in a week. Wow. Um, uh, you know, on on a feature with that kind of quality, uh, that is a testament to um, the management, to the processes, to the TDs, to the to the whole company. Really, they are they've refined their process um, enormously. And, and and you know, it's not a it's it's it's, it's the same process I used on Legend of the Guardians. It's just they've really refined it. You know, so there's it's that it's that critical that critical balance between consistency. But also innovation, so they haven't kind of like changed everything. They just keep getting better, but they are also still very consistent. Right, and then how how long is the rendering like uh, per shot, for example, for for that kind of film? I guess it's like four K. Yeah, um, no, it's not. We didn't render at four K. Um, it's, it's it's still a, two, it's still a, a standard uh, a feature feature res. Um, but the rendering, it's uh, how long is a piece of string? Um, you know, there were some renders that just totally get blown out of the water um, for various reasons. And then um, there's there's but there's a lot of um, efficient efficient renders. Also, their their render policy is 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 pretty cutting edge. You know, people think oh, you just bang something on the farm and then it sits there in a queue. Yeah. But Animal have 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 quite um, innovative. Uh, Processes. It's not that simple. Um, they they have a, a, a render render policy. They have software that manages in a, in, a, in a unique way. They um, certain renders get held back, um, and and so you know there's never a blockage. I think that's um, that's one of their core philosophies is that there's there's stuffs always going through. Um, and then and then what what was really amazing on this project was to work with um, you know they've got their, their own renderer now called Glimpse. I heard, yeah. Yeah. So what's what? That's that's amazing because you're sitting in in dailies in in the theater, um, and then several times we actually had the guys that are writing the software sitting in there with us. 
and it's it's you know it's remarkable. You're kind of like having a noise issue, or there's a lens flare issue, or there's a defocus issue, and the guys are like, the guys that make the software are sitting there with you, and they, they they're going to go away now. I just sort it out. And and there was a bit of a bit of a, a running joke. They um, they reckon they that 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 the the glimpse team can solve a problem in the time that it takes um, an ordinary person uh, to hear back from. The um, from the the people that sell the software. So if you know what I mean. So if I, if, I, if I fire off a problem to Pixar about Renderman, um, by the time I get a response, the Glimpse guys will have kind of sold it and rewritten it and released it and got the next version of the software out. Right, that's really impressive. Um, <laughs> I, I thought you guys were using like uh, um, this commercial software for like rendering. No, no, they're using Glimpse. It's 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 a, it's a, it's up to speed now. The whole thing is cutting edge and and uh, battle hardened and really really great. Very fast. Um, yeah, it's amazing. So as far as compositing now, um, sorry, before we close, um, what kind of softwares do you do you work with, and like what would you recommend the guys that are coming up, or like where should someone put most of their efforts to learn because there's still this thing of like oh should i learn nuke or should i learn adobe's after effects or whatever there is now um uh, you know what nuke nuke is probably the most widely used well it is the, the most widely used uh, compositing software but it's also the most expensive and um so i would say you're definitely gonna need, definitely gonna need to know nuke um if you can get i think they've got a Personal Learning Edition, which you can download. I think they've also got an indie, an indie license, which is a, I'm not sure how much it costs. Which is a, a quite, it's relatively cheaper. Um, but you know, it's it's. So yeah, definitely learn Nuke. But you're going to need to know a little bit of After Effects. Um, I'm using Fusion at the moment. Um, but don't let that overwhelm you. Don't worry about oh, I've got to learn all the software. Worry about the fundamentals of making a good shot. You know, that was that was. What was so the most valuable thing about my first experience at Animal Logic in 2009 was sitting in the theater with Grant Frickleton, the art director, and Craig Welsh, my lighting supervisor, and just every day watching them, listening to them, and basically soaking up how they break down a shot, how they analyze a shot, how they reassemble a shot, how they find out with just the eye what, what is wrong with the shot, uh, you know, how they see color, um, how they use shadow. That's the most valuable thing. So, <clears throat> learning software is an essential but a small part of the job. But um, um, definitely, are you still there? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, my phone's doing funny things. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, definitely. That's why I'm always an, an, an advocate of <clears throat> of photography. You know, get yourself a, a camera. Doesn't have to be an expensive camera, and just shoot. You know that should be your your passion. Just shoot as well as all this other stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, it's about your passion for the image. You know whether it's a photograph, whether it's a live action visual effect shot, or whether it's a Pixar movie. You know, is do you have this burning desire in you to 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 create this 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 this, this un, unmade work? Right. Um, so, do, when you travel like this now, do you travel with your whole family? How does it work? <laughs> it's hard work. Of course, it's complicated. it should be hard work. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah you know, it's, uh, we we were actually on our way back to South Africa after Sydney, 
and so I sent my my wife and my son ahead, and then I got this gig in Adelaide, and um, so now I'm having to get them back, um, and it is a challenge I find, especially when you have kids, um, and especially if you've got family overseas, it is a challenge. Um, so it's easier when you're single. I would say if you if you're young, that's why I say start when you're young, start start early as you can. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's complicated. They are coming on Thursday. Actually, they're joining me here in Adelaide. Um, but, but but the minute you have kids and a family, that it, it becomes a bit of a juggling act. Um, I still love it. You know, I wouldn't wouldn't trade it for anything. I love my family, and um, still totally doable. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it, it can be exciting. It can you know you can travel. Um, but you, you've also got to start thinking about security and you've got to build those foundations and, and that's why it's important to start start looking at the business side and to start looking at the money side and, and all those other things and the personal growth. Great. Thanks so much for your time, man. It's great that you, you're still that good and you're still like enthousi- enthusiastic about learning from other people that are <laughs> even still better. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's, that's part of the best part of the job is the people. You know, I get to work with amazing people, some of the best talents in the world, and they're really cool people, um, young people, some older people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's uh, the best part of the job, and what makes each trip is the people. Okay, I just have a quick question here. Do you think there's any advantage to working at a place where you, you're, like, you're better, you're like on top of the radar, you don't have anybody to look up to, you're pretty much like the the one who is better than most or like the epitome is is there an advantage the best. To that? yeah the best to be more to be modest yeah no well i don't think i don't think i don't think you know maybe when i was younger i wanted to be the best but i don't think there is a best i think it's you know like i said it's such a collaborative um medium that i think if if somebody thinks they're the best it could be a problem yeah. um i think i think more and more more importantly in the environment is harmony and and efficiency, you know, you got to you got to all, all work, work well together. You've got to um, you got to work together basically, and that involves getting on with everybody, being really good at what you're doing, being being professional, respecting other people, um, and uh, yeah. So you know, as long as you are your best, if you're happy with your work, and you feel you've done your best and and, and given it your all, then I think you are you're successful. Right. Well, I was just trying to emphasize the that some well some you can be at a place where you have so many good people that you look up to. You can ask questions, but then what? Yeah. What if you're the one to be answering all those questions? No, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen that happen. I think um, there's always always um, somebody. There's so we you know it's there's so many people, so many people that are good at what they do. Um, I've never seen anybody that knows everything, and 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 all and all those successful people, I think those people that you have in mind, those people at the top, they're successful because they surrounded themselves with people that knew a lot, that um, could inform them, that could enrich them. Um, so I don't think it's, it's uh, I've never seen anybody that's that's the best and who's like kind of the king, you know, he's like. <laughs> um, and 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 I would want to be that person, and 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 I mean, I would always want to be working with people. Um, that are better than me because that's how I'm going to get better, you know. So right. and you'll find you'll find like you'll that's really what that's prevalent in the industry. There's, there's people are are hungry to be better, you know. It's the creative drive, and that's and that's that's we all have that in common. Great. 
thanks for your time man i really appreciate it pleasure man i'm glad we finally did it yeah yeah sure um and it's good that you still keep up with the cape town side of things with the groups and facebook and all these kind of things going on it's really great yeah you know i'd, I'd love to um i also got family in cape town and i really miss them and i love cape town and um i don't know we'll have to see i'd love to return to cape town and uh um somewhere and and but you know i go back there every now and again and there's projects i, I get involved in and um so I'm, i'm still optimistic i think cape town's i think caves are going to do well great so but if you have to come back here if you had to come back or if you ever come back at one point what do you what will you do like study your own gig or you you uh, <laughs> yeah you know it's uh, i've i've tried to start something a couple of times now and i, I don't know if uh, you know you need i don't know if you need a lot of money and you need a lot of deals in place you know you you've got to before you even start you've got to have the deals to make the movies or to make the series or to make the um and i don't have those in place um so i don't know if i may perhaps i'd be foolish if i started a, a um a business again but but you know what i've realized that's not the only option there's there's many ways you know we creative people we can we can think about many ways to be creative and to do what we do is opportunity enormous opportunity in Cape Town and, and and one of those ways is to start a business but it's not the only way you know there's um there's there's different forms of business and there's different ways you can do what you do and um so it's just a matter of of putting your thinking thinking cap on and and kind of finding the opportunities and I, I I won't I'm not staying out of Cape Town purely because I can't start a business um I'm just uh I'm just capitalizing on opportunities I'm getting overseas. Um and I might stay overseas, I might go back to Cape Town. I don't actually know yet. Um but uh we'll see. We'll see. Right. Sure man, now are you got to prepare for work now. I don't want to keep you. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just cracking it. <laughs> yeah. Cheers man. Thanks so much. Thanks right. Take care. Cheers man. Right. And that was it guys. I hope you enjoyed it and picked up something from it. If you found it helpful, um I get I do these podcasts every single week and you can get each episode every week just by subscribing. You can do it on iTunes, the Great App Podcast, click the subscribe button. You can do the same as well with the podcast app if you're using iPhone or like iPad, you're on an Apple platform. You can just find the Great App Podcast and subscribe then you'll get everyone. Or you can do the same on my personal website which is www.greatjbsc.com. You see the subscription form right there. You can just click subscribe. And uh you, another thing you can do, leave me a review on iTunes. Uh, let me know what you think about the podcast. That goes whether you you liked it, you enjoyed it or you didn't. What didn't you like about it and what can I do to improve it? that's really helpful for me so you can leave it in the comments or reviews if you're on SoundCloud remember to click that repost button with that I'm out of here and see you next week with another awesome podcast thanks guys